I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. It's the KSL Movie Show. It's a lot of nonsense. A little nonsense now and then, relished by the wisest men. With Doug Wright and Steve Sales. The week's big movie review, movie news, games, and prizes. Here, here's Doug Wright. Fame went to my head. Very intoxicating. On KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Fame is a very intoxicating thing, Steve Sales. Is that right, TV's Andy Farnsworth? <laughs> yeah, that's right. This is not the voice of Doug Wright that you would normally hear on the movie show. Doug is off uh, for some uh, much needed family time. We regret to, to have to announce that his mother passed away last week. Yeah. And so, very deservedly, has uh, today off. And yeah. I'm grateful that. Uh, uh, have a chance to be here to help in that way so he can be with his family. And uh, our condolences, our love and prayers are with uh, Doug and his family this week. No question. Uh, Lois was a wonderful woman, and, uh, yeah, we're feeling it today. Now, having said that, yes, <laughs> uh, let me at least explain for maybe those of you movie show listeners who don't know. It's been a while since I've filled in on the show. In fact, I think it's been multiple years. I think you were blackballed so for a, a few, while. There's a few people who may not understand why the traffic guy on a day like today is not talking traffic. Instead, he's talking movies. Well, well when you're not looking at traffic, you're watching a movie. Well, it's, yeah, and, and never at the same time, of course. Well, that would be... <laughs> wouldn't that be vanishing point? <laughs> <laughs> but... I did have to experience traffic today as I drove oh. out here to my hearing centers, a Sandy location. And wow, I one of the nice things about being the traffic guy is you rarely have to experience it in the same way as everybody else. So this was a good a good day to kind of learn that. Well, actually, I have a traffic tip for you today. Okay. Between 7th East and 13th East on 8600 South, there is a car carrier that is sideways. You're not getting by that. <laughs> so and it's not going anywhere. Go around 8600 South, up or down, you're not going. Well, down you might be able to get by. But well, up. you'll be able to go down. You just won't be able to stop at any point. Well, that would be the other tragedy. <laughs> so, snowy day. Hopefully, you've already made it to where you're going. If you're in your car right now and listening to us on the movie show, you'll probably get some extra time with us over what you would normally have on a Friday because your commute is taking longer. So, we welcome you for that. So, again, now, the reason you're hearing me instead of Doug Wright, not a lot of people know this, but when I'm not doing traffic. I moonlight as a host of a KSL podcast called Fan Effect, which is about pop culture and mm-hmm. nerd things. And also I review movies and streaming TV shows for Channel 5 TV, usually in the noon show. So I do have some chops when it comes to talking Well, movies. I just appreciate the fact that you come down off the hill, your TV hill, 
to grace to, us to hang on out the, with the radio people. I mean, we're practically but doing I'm a Morris, radio guy at heart. We're doing Morse code here, you know. <laughs> that's that's what we do on radio. Well, well I'm welcome. excited. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're here and grateful that you've filled in for Doug today. And again, Doug, you know we love you. And so we'll, All right. we'll see you tonight and tomorrow. That's right. Okay, so this week, why don't we dive right in then with... Uh, what are we going to talk about this week, Steve? Yes, absolutely. Well, there's a little sounder for that. Oh, really? Let's play the sounder then. The following preview has been rated G and is appropriate for all audiences. The Movie Show Special Feature. Wasn't that a fancy way of saying we're going to talk about it? <laughs> hey, you know what? I love production. It's radio, theater of the mind. Ah, yes. We're going to mix visual and theater of the mind what as kind we of talk mind? movies today. <laughs> well, you're going to find out about what kind of mind I have. It may, oh, boy. May or may not surprise you. All right, Steve, so the big movie of the week. Yes, John Wick. John Wick Chapter, chapter four. 4. And I do like that it's called Chapters. We'll, we'll talk about that when we get to it. But what, so everybody knows John Wick. Yeah. But what are the things that they don't know? There's a few things. Okay. Yeah, we're going to talk about it, that in movie news. One of the characters, you're going to look at him and go like, what? Who is that? It's got to be one of the Bens, either Ben Stiller or Ben Affleck. I can't tell for sure. We'll talk about that. Too. Okay, okay. What yeah, else? when I watched John Wick, there was one where I was like, is that who I think it is? Yeah. And it was who I thought it was. Oh, come on. Donnie you... Yen. I didn't know he was in it. Oh, Donnie Yen. Yeah, no. I, I'm talking about the German dude with the gold Oh, no, teeth. no, no. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for that one. Okay. Okay. Uh, what else we got? Let's see. We got, uh, oh, a good person. This is Morgan Freeman and Florence Pugh in a very dramatic film this is one of the more dramatic films for morgan freeman in fact it might be one of his better films really except that he gets really kind of mean and nasty a couple of times and it felt like it was too much okay but other than that but florence Pugh and and morgan freeman doesn't that seem like an award bait kind of a film it could be but why would they release it in march if it is well they figured everything everywhere all at once came out early too and it won so it was summer almost wasn't it it was like may I don't know. When did Braveheart come out? Because I feel like Braveheart came out in a month early, in 95. I don't know. It's a while ago. But like that one won all the awards, but it wasn't like a, they didn't release it in December, right? I don't know what happened in 95 at all. Okay, so. fine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 95. I was only 20 back then. <laughs> I'm just saying. I got it. <laughs> okay, what else have we got okay, besides a good person? Uh, we have Return to Seoul, uh, a film from Korea. We have The Tudor with uh, the guy from... Uh, Sons of Anarchy, uh, Garrett Hedlund. Okay. He's I saw the trailer for that oh. and was like, nope. And the Noah guy from uh, from Stranger Things. Ah, uh, yes. His name's Will. Okay. Look at that all coming back. Uh, let's see. The Tudor, Return to Soul, A Good Person, John Wick Chapter 4. Ooh, I was going to go see The Lost King, but you, I blame you for this. You Night, blame me for this. Night Agent. You go, have you watched Night Agent yet? <laughs> oh, yes. And I go, oh, okay. I was going to watch a little bit of it and... I watched all 10 episodes. My daughter goes, Dad, do you need something to eat? Or, <laughs> are you okay? No, don't bother me. I'm in, How many it, series is that now that I've done that to you? <laughs> Steve, check like, out this series. And then you can't let the, the consultant. You, did you end up seeing all of Daisy Jones and the Six? Uh, no, I'm only partway through that. Oh, okay, okay. Because that one I watched Literally all the way only, through. There's so much time. You know? <laughs> no, that's the truth. And that is the truth, especially, and we'll talk about that in streaming news. The Night Agent is one of the ones we'll talk about in streaming news, plus uh, a few others, uh, including a, 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 a musical rom-com called Up Here, starring Mae Whitman and, uh, and uh, Carlos Valdez, who... TV watchers will know who that is. You know, I looked at the trailer. That looks really cute. It is kind of cute. It's oh, kind of? Well, it's very cute. But again, 
like I come from this from the family perspective. That's a lot of my perspective, how I watch movies and kind of how I review them on TVs. I have six well, kids. Yeah, like 20. Oh, six. six. Only six. But they range in age from 21 down to almost 10. You have a 21? I have a 21-year-old. I know. You look like you're 25. That's, how's that Well, working? I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> cloning, probably, because I hear he looks a lot like me. There oh, we go. There we go. <laughs> but well, we also have the last episode of Shrink. Shrinking, yes. Which is not shrinkage either. Shrinking, shrinking, which is fabulous. I'm sorry, I jumped on your. No, no, no. I like, I like. I'm, I'm glad that we've got that. Um, We've got. uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about extrapolations. That's on Apple TV Plus, the uh, environmental disaster kind of movie or uh, show, and then. we we wanted to give a little bit more time to Boston Strangler that's Ooh, on Hulu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's because you guys talked about it a little bit. A we week did. Or we two talked. Ago. We reviewed it last week, but it is the number one movie on Hulu. I mean, like huge. So people yeah. are tuning into it, and I just wanted to give it a little bit more love. When uh, the studio sent me the link, it was Boston Stranger. So I was like, Oh, Boston Stranger. I don't know what that's about. Kira Knightley. And then I open it up, and it's like, Oh, Boston Strangler. Okay, now I know what this movie is about. <laughs> Well, that's bait and switch for sure. Like, wait a minute. It's like Doc Hollywood. He's not really from here, but. No, obviously just a typo. So, all right. All that. No, in your. And we lost our human. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. And then we lost our human, which is actually an interactive show on Netflix that's good for kids and up. But beware. Uh oh. It could lead to fights among your kids over. Well, no, wait. I want you to choose this thing versus I want you to choose that thing. But it is. It's fun kind of fighting. <laughs> well, just give them nerf clubs. <laughs> or, or you can say, okay, you can have a turn later, and you can make the cat go this way instead of that way. Oh, really? Is that deep? That oh no, there's like you make choices all throughout the entire show. Just show me the movie. I don't even want to. No, that's part of the fun. Eh. <laughs> Sounds like work. It is work, but it's it's fun work. It's family work. You can take a poll. Have hey, who? What should we do, kids? Majority vote, three right. to two. We're gonna go with the cat knocking over the coffee instead of the dog licking the foot. That is disturbing on so many levels. Yeah, no, it's a cartoon, though, so it's not like... <laughs> no, no, I get it. It's not, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, we've got a lot of streaming stuff to talk about. Uh, other things we're going to do today, we've got a guest coming from uh, the uh, Utah Film uh, Center. Center. Yes. And then... Uh, Tumbleweed's coming up. That's Tumbleweed's good. Film Festival for Kids, yes. And then uh, we're really uh, um, honored, I guess, in a little ways, and we're really pleased. Fanex is making their first guest announcements for this fall's Fanex in September, and they are going to do it live here on the movie show. It better be somebody I know. It will be somebody you know from what I'm hearing, whisper-wise. I'm not going to tell you, though, because I don't want to ruin the surprise. But originally, they were going to announce it on the web today at 5 p.m., send it out to all their guests. We got Fanex to come on the movie show. They'll be here just after the 11 o'clock hour announcing the first round of guests for Fanex's fall. So that's a big Isn't deal. Isn't that like September? It is in September. They start announcing guests now. Okay. And then they continue to add them, sometimes all the way up to the week of. So Gotcha. This is the first round. All right. So all that and more. Uh, this is the movie show preview sponsored by Call Climate Services. So let's take a break. And when we get back, we will dive right into... John Wick chapter. All right, so we will do that and more when we return on the movie show. It's the world famous KSL movie show on KSL News Radio. Of course, by world famous, they mean a couple people outside of Utah have also listened to it before. Hey, we can call Us it making it worldwide. People, you know, on the little thingy you know, the internet. The thingy Yeah, people listen to us all over the world. Well, I like that. I know that right now we have at least one listener in England. That would be my brother. <laughs> Does he really? Well, he's listening right now. I don't know if he regularly listens. Well, that's unfortunate. He's probably making an exception in his work day, you know, for his younger brother. 
Uh, does he not not date or what's going on over there? No, he's he's uh, married. He's got kids. Oh, okay, never mind. It's my older brother. Oh, yeah. Remember the one? Well, you probably wouldn't remember the one, but I, I do remember the one. Oh no, he's the one that they talk about that's funnier than all the other brothers, including the one that does acting at Desert Star, including me Ooh. and. He's just way more cutting with his stuff. Like, he's funnier because he's really good at, like, making fun of people. That's places I don't generally go with my humor. Oh, well, that's unfortunate because uh. you're on the movie show. <laughs> Is that expected? Is that expected? No, no, no. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to... Give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. And now, the big movie review. Doug and Steve tell you everything your family needs to know about the biggest release of the week. And of course, the big movie of the week, sponsored by Paris RV, John Wick Chapter 4. Let's hear some sound from Keanu Reeves. Who is this? The Marquis de Gramont. Challenge him to single combat. Win or lose, it's a way out. I don't sit at the table. Your family does. Man has to look his best when it's time to get married or buried. I'm going to need a gun. <laughs> that is such a Keanu Reeves line. I'm going to need a gun. It's but like, what, says it. I know Kung Fu in the Matrix. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> the fact that Keanu Reeves has turned this, I mean... I, I, everywhere I've read, this didn't resurrect his career, but it sure gave it an electrical jolt that it did not have at the time when the first John Wick movie came out back in 2014. Oh, absolutely. Uh, John Wick has become a franchise, and it is, I mean, it looks like at two hours and 49 minutes, I, I think... Did, was gonna, it really that long? Yeah. Wow. Two hours and 49 minutes. And that's a lot of bullets. And I think they tried to pack it in as much as they could because they're going to take a break after this for a while. So... If you have hesitated to see the John Wick movies, this one is probably... Don't, don't start with this one. If you haven't seen oh, the yeah, John Wick no. movies, and, and this is one of the things that I noticed about it, uh, before we give any kind of plot synopsis, I have seen very few franchises where now we're into movie number four, where it's really one continuous story, and each movie That's has true. picked up almost literally where the last one left off. So, I mean, I guess you could argue that from 2014 to now, all this has taken place over you know, a year or a few months or something like that, which helps in some ways with, but in other ways it makes some of the punishment he takes like harder to believe. But nevertheless, oh, yeah. you can't skip a chapter because some of the things where you start in the new movie are completely dependent on what has taken place at, at the in the that day new of These the are not movie. independent films. Correct. You've got to watch them all, and that means the more they do, the, more, the further behind you fall. Marvel movies, you can maybe step in or out here and there, but I wouldn't recommend watching a John Wick and not having seen the previous one. Now, are you the one that told me that you'd watched them all just recently? Oh, so I'd seen John Wick 1, but I hadn't seen 2 and 3. Oh, okay. So then I watched 2 and 3 back to back and then 4. Okay. And so I had a lot of John Wick lore in my head. My biggest 
concern the day I saw it was whether or not I would uh, remember which happened in which movie. So Yeah, no, that is kind of tough to, to deal with. Um, you know what, though? What? We don't have enough time because we need to give John Wick some time. I do think we do. So after after the top of the hour, after the bottom. Yeah, after news, news and traffic here at the bottom, because we've got to make sure people get their traffic because it is a day where they definitely need some traffic. Yeah, stay home. Okay, so we traffic. will give the full John Wick treatment here after the uh, news traffic and weather hit the bottom of the hour. But I will say, I mean, just a quick preview yeah. before we say details, liked it, disliked it. Leaning. Yeah. Without giving your letter grade yet. No, okay. Uh, it's incredible, but it's almost exhausting because it's, it felt like I was just there with him. And I, I was beaten by the time I got <laughs> out of that movie. That's an excellent way but to say with it. A, you know, with a smile on my face, if that's possible. Yes, that so. is possible because it's entertaining. For me... I liked it, uh, and I'll give a little more detail later, but it was the closest thing I've ever felt watching a movie that felt like I was watching a video game. Yeah, that's true. There's a couple of moments for sure. All right. So All we right. will give the full John Wick Chapter 4 treatment after news, traffic, and weather here at the bottom of the hour on The Movie Show. The Movie Show. It ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward, how much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done on KSL News Radio. I love the Rocky and Creed franchise. Yeah. So much. Makes me sad that uh, we may not get another Creed movie. But I've heard they're going to spin it off into like some other universe. The Creed verse, I've heard. Watching Rocky 2 with my kids. Yeah. And I'm bawling at the end. They go, Dad, are you crying? I'm like, no. <laughs> Even now. That's awesome. <laughs> well, uh, this is the KSL Movie Show. I'm Andy Farns. We're stepping in for Doug Wright today, who's uh, away with his family. And uh, we are here at uh, My Hearing Centers. And uh, we're, uh, we, we put off the review of John Wick because we need time for the big movie of the week. So we played the big movie of the week, Center, but now we need to hear something from John Wick. Yeah. So let's play it. Who is this? The Marquis de Gramont. Challenge him to single combat. Win or lose. It's a way out. I am excited. Your family does. Man has to look his best when it's time to get married or buried. I'm going to need a gun. <laughs> I still love that. Yes, we played that before the break, but we've got to get the set the mood again for. Well, it hits uh, his pacing. It's almost like Shatner. You know? It I'm is. He's so unique like that. God. I'm going to kill them all. If they come after me. That was what he said at the end of three. And, oh, my goodness, we start John Wick Chapter 4. John Wick is barely alive after being betrayed by someone he thought he could trust at the end of John Wick 3. Now he's on the run again with a giant price on his head that keeps growing and makes every other professional killer in the world interested in taking him down. Yeah, the price tag is definitely up there. (laughs) It keeps getting bigger, too, every time he stops somebody. Multiplying the difficulty is that uh, Wick doesn't have access to the people and places that he did, professional services he had in the past. And even worse, that worldwide organization referred to in the clip as The Table, they have sent John's old friend Kane, a blind but highly skilled assassin played by Donnie Yen, to finish him off once and for all. Now, how's that for a setup? That's beautiful. I like the, uh, I call him the Marquis de Pennywise. Because <laughs> he, he, that was Pennywise, wasn't yeah, it? he played Pennywise uh, the Clown. I kept thinking he looked like one of the, he's one got of those, One Direction that uh, now is all split apart. He's got those dead eyes, you know, he stares at Skarsgård? Yeah, Bill. Bill Skarsgård, yeah. So, it's Stellan's kid. Is it? Yes. See, I should know these things. Come on. But, yes, so the tables after John Wick. Look, if you know John Wick, this is who we're talking about. He's Baba Yaga. He's the boogeyman. 
You think these assassins are going to be able to take Baba down John Yaga. Wick? But honestly, my thoughts, Steve, was at this point, John, and, and I say this with great love because I've really enjoyed the franchise. Yeah. He's turning into Batman that if Batman were an assassin. He can absorb massive amounts, unreal amounts of physical punishment. Oh, by the way, I want that suit. That Kevlar. Oh, Here's the, one that's the new like... thing. All he does is take oh, yeah. the flap of the coat. <laughs> Guys are shooting at him with a machine gun. I think they were doing that in the earlier chapters, too. Yeah, but they didn't really bring it up like they did in this one. They're like, you know, we're really going to sell it this time. He looks like Dracula for a second. He well, pulls the jacket cape, in front of his face. You know? Yeah, so he's now, he can be bulletproof when he needs to be. But at any rate, and again, I say that with great love because I'm not mocking the franchise because it's very enjoyable. That's part of what we go to see is those kind of things. Um, <laughs> This is here's just a quick summary of some of the things that John Wick can absorb. Mm. He can be hit by cars, shot, stabbed, punched, sliced, <laughs> rolled downstairs, and even running up about two hundred stairs, which is no easy task. Going down him, I think, would be tougher, especially if you're rolling. <laughs> that was funny, and I thought, oh no, he just went all the way up there, and he's coming back down. Oh, no. And I'm not kidding when I say I, I mentioned this before the break, but. This is the closest thing to watching a movie version of a video game that I've ever seen. You've mm. got, for, for those of you who play video games, these are things you recognize. Boss battles. So you've got one character that's got kind of a unique skill and that's usually physically larger than all the other people that they fight. You're in the nerdery now. I, I know this, but this is part of what makes John Wick appealing, I think. Okay. Uh, you've got boss battles. You've got melees where they're fighting all these people at the same time. You've got car chases. You've got uh, one extended scene where he moves through a horse shooting up. He's... Moves through a house. Sorry, this, the horse was then John Wick three. There's a one where Where's they're the in beginning the house. of this. Is also oh, was it? Yeah, where the motorcycles are chasing him on the horse. No, they're out in the where they shot the Martian. Or... Oh yes, that part too. So that's right. That's the second horse scene. That's again, John Wick movies all kind of blended together when I, I mean, watched too many of them. At <laughs> that the same was the time. beginning. That's right. That's right. Uh, but there's a scene where he's shooting up bad guys with this gun that makes people explode into flames. Oh, I love that. And it's like they took the roof off the house and you're watching it from up above. Exactly. And he's moving from room to room. And it, I mean, I have played video games that look exactly like that. Yeah, I, I, I can And it was really cool, that. but I was kind of chuckling like, okay, now they just stop pretending it's not a video game and now it actually is a video game. But having said that, I thought it was, I really enjoyed watching it. Uh, I, it's artfully done, I thought. Um, the production designs, the sets are incredible. Well, and even the ideas. Like part of the reason I think this franchise is so enjoyable is the world they've built of like the Continental Hotel, for example, right. where it just happens to be a nondescript, nice-looking hotel in New York, where all the world's assassins can stop and you know hang out. But they have to. They can. Play, con they couldn't nice. conduct any business there, quote unquote. Right. But, but like. There's a kind of a cool, rich world that, that's happening right in front of your eyes where literally just about anybody you see could turn out to be an assassin. A yeah. homeless guy, the person who is at your hotel, like all of these things. And I think that's what makes it such an enjoyable franchise. What did you think? Well, I, absolutely. I thought it was incredible. But just when you mentioned the Continental, I instantly thought of Lance Reddick, who just uh, passed away. Yes. That, that was pretty shocking and sudden. Uh, natural Causes at 60, what's that about? Lance Reddick played Sharon, it was his name, who was yeah. Ian McShane's character's concierge at the hotel. Right. From the moment you see him in the first John Wick, yeah. you're like, that's a bad dude. That's a cool dude. And a cool dude. Like, you don't want to mess with like that dude. Like, he's left and his dog with him, you know, like, that, that, how, who does that? Understated, just never loses his cool, like, that's, yeah. that, to me, that's the definition of cool. So, yes, when, I actually saw John Wick for a couple days before the passing, so I was... I, it, it was kind of surreal and stunning. Like, I, I bet it's going to be even more surreal 
when the people watch the movie knowing that it has happened so recently. It's kind of similar to how people felt when they saw Alan Rickman's last film or the last thing that he did where you know they're gone, and so you're glad that they're preserved up on the big screen, but it also still kind of... Well, Chadwick Boseman in the... Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, Chad Black Bottom, that just tore me up. So, yeah, no, I, I thought it was beautifully done. It is long, though. It is long. The bullet count has to be, like, in the thousands. <laughs> and the body count, you couldn't even, if you even had a clicker, you couldn't keep up. So it's got everything. I mean, if you've been a fan of the first three, this is that times two or three. And time-wise also. Yeah, and, and but it's like saying, hey, we're going to take a break here. We're going to do four great big films and then, you know, kind of let it set for a bit. I don't know what they're going to do after this, but... Man, they're not they're not going to move away from this franchise though. Well, no, there's no way no they can. No matter what whatever plot points happen, they're going to find a way to keep it going. Although Keanu said I really felt it in this one because he got beat up pretty good. He said I came away from that one just kind of roughed up. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, you and I felt tired watching him get beat up. I know. I know. <laughs> can only imagine how it felt even getting fake beat up. When he's windmilling that guy with the nunchucks, I'm like, "Oh my gosh." <laughs> It's ridiculous. It yeah. does. Like I, I think that's a really good way to say it. This movie has everything. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, what was your letter grade for it? Uh, it's a B plus. B plus. Okay. And I gave it. I, I rate on the four star scale. I was in the three, three and a half range. Uh, just, but only for John Wick fans, because unfortunately, this is not the one that if you're not a John Wick fan, you're like, hey, I should try out the series. Yeah. Don't. Don't start with four. You won't you have any go idea what's going on. Thankfully, you only have to watch three movies before you get to the the three hour <laughs> one, right? I guess. But uh, yeah. So John Wick. Chapter 4, and it is playing in wide release. Oh, yeah. And I heard it made $8 million last night in previews. It's going to do great. Which, on the sliding scale, thinks at about the $70 million range for Ooh. the weekend, maybe a little bit higher. So, And that is the big movie of the week, John Wick Chapter 4. All right. Well, let's take a break then, Steve, right here. Uh, and then when we get back, we'll talk some movie news. Yeah. And we'll talk again with our friend Matt Deering here at My Hearing Centers, where we are today live on The Movie Show. The Movie Show. Spock, you haven't changed a bit. You're just as warm and sociable as ever. No, have you, Doctor? As your continued predilection for irrelevancy demonstrates. On KSL News Radio. God, I love that music. Jerry Goldsmith, Eileen's theme that's playing. Mm. Star Trek. By the way, oh. Star Trek Picard, if you're not watching it, oh my gosh, they but, finally figured it out. They by the finally way, figured out the formula. Mandalorian on Wednesday uh-huh. was hilarious. Yeah? Oh, you haven't seen it yet? No, I have. I just don't remember what was funny about it. Oh, because uh, little Baby Yoda was... Oh, no. Cute beyond belief. Grogu for sure. was like... For sure. When they're in that little fight, he says, you fight this dude. He goes, he's just a little <laughs> dude. I can't fight him. All right. So, before we hit top of the hour here, Steve, let's do yeah. some movie news. Okay. Oh. Do we have a sounder for movie news? Not just any news. Yes. Stop what you're doing and listen. Movie news. Action. On the KSL Movie Show. All right, Steve, lead us off. Well, since we were just talking about John Wick, and I mentioned the guy that you look at him and you think, who is that dude? Okay, let me tell you, for those of you who are going to see the movie, if you're familiar with Marvel Comics, he looks like the John Wick version of the Kingpin from Daredevil. Okay, sure. But in my little mind, I looked at him and I thought, he looks like if Ben Affleck and Ben Stiller had a love child, okay. it would be this dude. <laughs> and I, when he's not wearing the suit, he's a British actor who's done a ton of action films, uh, actually 72 of them. 
Uh, and when he was a kid, he had posters of Jean-Claude Van Damme all over his wall. And his mom was a little, she was like, well, what's wrong well, with this kid? Well, he does know how to do a kick like Jean-Claude. Oh, yeah. His, his skills, his martial arts skills are beyond belief. Even with that fat suit, when he's throwing, he's ragdolling John Wick. Yep. And it was pretty impressive. So you're looking at him and you're like, I don't know that guy. Don't worry about it. It's Scott Adkins. Scott Adkins. See, I always thought of Scott Adkins. There's a guy who was on 30 Rock who I swear has a similar name to that, but uh, it's not this guy by far. I remember seeing the name thinking, wait, was that guy from 30 Rock, the TV show with Tina Fey? But it couldn't have been him. I'm going to have to look up who that actually was. Okay. But that is really – so he actually does, despite the giant suit that they put him in, he could go toe-to-toe with Donnie Yen martial arts-wise, which now that I know this, I'm wishing that somehow that had happened in the movie. Oh, he, he's a, he was actually in a film with uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme once, and that's his hero, so he was so excited. Oh, Oh, see, that's cool. Can you imagine? Medi- that's probably how like a lot of the people felt doing Top Gun Maverick with Tom Cruise. Yeah, no. In fact, kidding. I think uh, Glenn Powell. Glenn ha- yeah, yeah, Glenn Powell. He said as much that he was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm not only the- am I with Tom Cruise, I'm talking to Maverick, the yeah, character." Exactly. Oh, that's kind of cool. All right, so uh, I, I had a movie news, as you know, um, because I host the Fan Effect podcast. It's about nerd things. My favorite fandom is Star Wars, okay. and. As we know, we talked about the Mandalorian for a sec, but uh, there's a new. St- they're trying to supposedly make a new Star Wars movie, and yeah. they keep losing writers. In fact, we got to a point with this recent one uh, where we had Damon Lindelof, who did uh, Lost and some of uh, Once Upon a Time, knows how to do some stuff. Yeah, he he backed out after he'd submitted a full script all the way through, and then he said, "Nope, I'm done. We're out." And so now we've got this Star Wars movie that has a director and has a supposed release date. And they don't have. They, they don't supposedly have, have got a new writer, but th- this is my one thing. I don't like scheduling a release date before you have a movie, before you even have what you're going to do for the movie. I know this is how the world works now. Whatever. Yeah. I hate that because then you get this. Right. That's what you got with the end of the sequel trilogy. We had a date for the Rise of Skywalker before we'd even had the Last Jedi was done, and then they had to cram a whole bunch of stuff into a short time. Now, Bob Iger, of course, has come on at Disney, and my understanding is he's trying to parcel out the uh, aggressive release schedule of both TV and movies for Star Wars and Marvel and stuff like that. So that may help with this. Yeah, they're going to push him back a little bit. But it's not a good idea when you've got a director and and then the writer walks away and you've got no script again. Yeah, that is a little uncomfortable when you have a date off in the future and you're not even close. I get that. (sighs) All right. Uh, one quick one. Okay. Paramount is buying the potential remake of Hitchcock's Vertigo, sight unseen. In fairness, though, it, it hasn't even been made yet. And <laughs> but the possibility of Robert Downey Jr. being the lead that the was Jimmy famous by Jimmy Stewart, yeah, was enough to get Paramount's attention. So uh, they're on board now. It's just a matter of uh, when and how they're going to shoot this thing. Vertigo. Do we need to remake movies that are so iconic? Maybe not. I mean, did the, the Psycho remake? Did you like that? Well, how about Doolittle, for one? I mean, Robert Downey oh. Jr. was actually in that movie, and I'm yeah. like, oh, no. That was fun if you had, like, six-year-olds that didn't know anything about movies. They had a good time watching Doolittle. Well, but everybody they... else, unfortunately, has to sit. The parents have to sit through Yeah, them. sorry about <laughs> And believe that. me, I know that. All right. Well, we are at top of the hour, so uh, we will take a break now, and we will be back uh, right after this on The Movie Show. The Movie Show. Who's president of the United States in 1985? Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan? The actor? <laughs> On KSL News Radio. 
Welcome into the movie show. I'm Andy Farns. We're sitting in for Doug Wright today. I'm with Steve Sales, and we're here at My Hearing Centers in Sandy at their Sandy location. And, uh, well, I've filled in for an hour. Have I nice crashed work. and burned? No, you're doing uh, great. I appreciate that. Well, we're excited right now, Steve. Uh, we've got uh, somebody on the line from the Utah Film Center. It's Russell Roots, and he's the director of film exhibition and for the Black, Bold, and Brilliant, uh, and the program manager for Black, Bold, and Brilliant. Russell, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I appreciate being here, Andy and Steve. Well, so tell us about uh, the project that's coming up called uh, the Tumbleweeds Film Festival for Kids. Yes, the Tumbleweeds Film Festival for Kids is in its 10th year. We're excited to present it out in West Jordan this year. It's uh, the weekend of April 22nd and 23rd, which is Earth Day weekend at the Viridian Event Center in West Jordan. So that's um, right by the West Jordan we're... Library, for people who don't know, right behind City Hall, right off Redwood Road. Absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely. And then our theme this year is Our Magical World because we have uh, films and events that are featuring the outdoors, nature, and animals. And it's just going to be a really terrific experience. We've got films, we have workshops, we have free activities uh, for the people that are kind of in between films and workshops, or you just want to stop by if you happen to be at the library to come take a look at the festival and get a taste of what we're offering that weekend. So, Russell, it's, it seems unique to me. I haven't heard of a lot of film festivals for kids. So what brought this about? Well, this is actually a concept that's much more popular outside of the United States. It takes place, uh, you know, in Canada, Europe, and a couple of other places. But some of the larger cities also do it. Uh, Seattle, New York, uh, San Francisco, Chicago. But we've been really excited to do this here because it's also like a larger version of what Sundance does. Sundance has Sundance Kids where they show two to three films, but we actually kind of expand that and include workshops and activities for an entire weekend that's available to the public. What kind of workshops could a kid do or his family do if they came to the festival? Wow. So on these workshops, which I'm really uh, looking forward to, we've got how to do movie makeup, how to create a stop motion movie, and then how to create a 360 VR movie. And that's amongst all the other, uh, the other workshops we have as well. So that's just a small taste. You know, when I saw The Fablemans, and I watched how Steven Spielberg kind of created movies when he was, you know, fairly young. And mm -hmm. that was one of the things I actually thought was the most fascinating thing about watching that movie was watching how he was creative. And, you know, he, he came up with ways, of course, this was on film at the time, but the way he created how to create like a gunshot effect by just poking a hole in the film and, and you know, how he created explosion effects and all these things that when I saw them, I thought, oh, my gosh, that's such a simple thing. And yet I never would have come up with it myself. And so that there's a film festival that can kind of get people started in that direction. And, you know, now the tools to make things have obviously improved by so much. The, You know, most kids probably carry around a phone in their pocket that's the equivalent or better than movie cameras that were good up until like 2005 probably. But, you know, this is a chance for them. And I, I'm always surprised. I, you know, that, making a movie was never interesting to me as a kid. I liked watching them. But I'm always mm -hmm. impressed by how many kids actually do like this. And the talent, like the raw talent that's there, that's, that's what happened with Spielberg, as you could see from his early stuff, that he had a real talent for that. And so that, that there's a chance here for people in, the, you know, in Utah to have a chance for kids who have that to come and, and kind of actually learn some tips and tricks. Maybe that stokes that creativity. Maybe it makes somebody who wasn't excited like me, if I'd have gone to something like this, maybe I'd be like, hey, I think I could make a movie. Absolutely. And that segues into our special guests because we've got some really fabulous special guests this year. 
We have the Harmon Brothers, uh, which are known for the Tuttle Twins, that television show. Oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. They're from, doing, uh, from, yeah, Vid Angel, from, yeah. They're, they're doing from script to screen how to turn your stories into TV shows, so that ties right in with the Fablemans. And then we have local heroes, uh, the creators of Napoleon Dynamite will be with us, which we're really excited about. And then we also have uh, one of the things I'm really looking forward to, Override Films. They're a local production company that specializes in drone footage. So if you've seen car commercials locally and just any sort of TV and movie shot that's done with drones, it's likely them. They're really, really big in the film industry right now. Hmm. Now, if somebody wanted to attend this, do they need tickets? Do they just show up? What, what's the best way for them to come on April 22nd and 23rd? Yes, they would need tickets. They can go to tumbleweedskids.org. Tumbleweedskids.org. Tumbleweedskids.org, or they can go to utahfilmcenter.org to find that information as well. Okay. All right, Russell, really quickly, tell me a little bit about the Utah Film Center. What is the Utah Film Center's purpose? For those who don't know, because I admit I didn't know as much about you as I probably should have. Sure. (laughs) That's why we're here. Uh, Utah Film Center is a local nonprofit that's been around for 20 years. We do two annual film festivals, the Kids Film Festival Tumbleweeds and the LGBTQ Film Festival Damn These Heels. And then we also do film exhibition. We do media education where we teach uh, film literacy and media literacy to public school kids around the state. And then we also do artist support where we help filmmakers better their craft, and have professional development and raise funds for their future projects. Okay, so you are, and this this Tumbleweeds Film Festival for Kids seems to fit right in with the mission of uh, expanding people's talent, access to, and ability to create films. Absolutely, absolutely. That's why we're here. All right, so the Tumbleweeds Film Festival for Kids, April 22nd, 23rd, at the Viridian Event Center in West Jordan, which is basically 7800 South Redwood Road. It's just behind West Jordan City Hall near the library. Uh, again, April 22nd, 23rd, you'll need, you'll need to have tickets, but they are available. Where was the website again? Tumbleweedskids.org or utahfilmcenter.org, whichever one you remember best. <laughs> okay. Russell Roots, thanks for joining us from the Utah Film Center and the Director of Film Exhibition for Black, Bold, and Brilliant. appreciate you taking some time with us today, Russell. Sounds good. Thank you very much. All right. Well, Steve, I think it's time we should take a break. And when we come back, uh, we're going we're gonna to talk with uh, Matt Deering from uh, My Hearing Centers. And then we may even review a couple of movies. What really? do you think? Oh, dear. Yes. <laughs> All right. We'll be back here on The Movie Show on KSL News Radio. The Movie Show. You probably think this world is a dream come true, but you're wrong. On KSL News Radio. Welcome back to The Movie Show. I'm Andy Farnsworth filling in today for Doug Wright, who is taking some family time, and uh, we wish him and his family all the best. Um, grateful for a chance to, to keep the movie show going, uh, but certainly, Doug, uh, our thoughts and uh, prayers and, and love are with him and his family today. Steve? Sir? we got to tell people about some more movies. Okay. How about we do uh, A Good Person? Oh, I love this film. Okay. We lord over a world where the neighbors are always kind, the lovers always end up together. Allison, every memory I cherish has you in it. I love you. And the trains always take you to the far-off places you always swore you'd go. In life, of course, nothing is nearly as neat and tidy. 
Now, that's not the narrator of the film, right? <laughs> no, Morgan Freeman's actually in the movie, and so you're, he, he lulls you into this uh, once he starts talking, but he's a former police officer. Uh, he has a train, uh, he's a model train enthusiast, and he's explaining how the real world is nothing like in his little world where he's doing the model trains. He's the god of that world, and he can make everything, you know, the milkman's on time and the trains run on time. But in real life, things don't always work that way. And so that's sort of a foreshadowing of what this movie is about. Flor- um, Florence Hugh- Pugh, uh, who I great. love in everything, even if it's a bad movie, uh, she is... She's like a force on screen. She is. She's incredible. She plays Allison, Allie, who is engaged to uh, Morgan Freeman's son. And I can o- you can always tell when a movie starts out, they're all so loving and everything's mm-hmm. so perfect. Something's not going to go right. I going to say, you can't start at the end. <laughs> yeah. So there is a tragedy involved, and she is partially responsible for what happens here. And I, I don't want to spoil anything, but... The tragedy, knowing about that happening, is important because then she is also injured in this traffic, in this car accident, and ends up on opioids uh, oh. for an extended length of time. Her mother, played beautifully by Molly Shannon, is is just adorable. Um, but Morgan Freeman has a really bad vibe about her, about Florence, about Allie, and he takes it out on her a couple of times. And you know, she's like. I know your dad hates me, and uh, I don't know what I'm going to do, and blah, blah, blah. So Allie's going through this whole addiction issue, which is really well done. And at the mean, same time, Morgan Freeman is kind of going back into the bottle. He was an alcoholic. Well, you're always an alcoholic, but right. he uh, starts to go back down that rabbit hole. And so um, this is a very tough movie. I mean, they're both. Sounds like kinda, it's a lot about addiction and recovery and it, all it, that. It, it is a lot about that and about family and, and how you kind of move on from things like that. So great film. Um, I really enjoyed this. I, it has a, a couple of moments where Morgan Freeman, I thought was a little too harsh as, as he went after her and the granddaughter who now he's in charge of taking care of because, you know, things have happened here. So, uh, it, it's a powerful film. It's directed and written by Zach Braff, Zach Braff yeah. who did Garden State. Yeah, which he was, was on also, Scrubs, if, you, if you're yeah. not sure who the name was. He, he was he, the main character on Scrubs. And he's always funny. So it's harder, I think, for him to do a, a super drama like this, which is exactly what this is. So there's some moments that I thought were a little too heavy-handed and a little too ringing, you know, to get that emotion out. But overall, I thought this was a really good film. I gave it a B, B+. Plus. Uh, it is in in wide release in theaters, and uh, I recommend people see it. That's a good person. And it is rated R. And it's rated R. Yeah. For all the reasons or for some of the reasons? For a few reasons. Uh, language, mostly a, violent, a little bit of violence, and uh, I think there's like a little sexuality, but okay. it's pretty tame. But is it worth the emotional ride? Because I know that well, for some movies like this, people are like, i got to be right in the right mood for it. Well, I'll tell you what, Morgan, Morgan Freeman... Emotion up, you know, he's all in. And Florence Pugh, I mean, how do you go wrong with her? So she's really good in it. The two of them carry this movie. Well, that's two people that I feel like you could uh, reliably put on their shoulders. I don't think you're going to be disappointed if you go to see this okay. film. Okay, so and that's a good person, and it is playing... Well, actually, it's playing at the Broadway, and I think it's also playing at the uh, Megaplex Theaters, but I'd have to double-check that. Okay. Well, the good thing is, is the Internet also can help with that if you really... Yeah, just look really up a good person it. and... Uh, and you'll find it. All right. So, do you think we have time for? Let's see. Now, nah, you know what? We'll uh, 
We'll take a break here at the bottom of the hour now. I was thinking maybe we could try to squeeze in another movie review, but oh, yeah, no. uh, we'll, we'll get that in, uh, in one of the next segments. But uh, All right, we're here at, the My, at My Hearing Centers at their Sandy location looking for 100 people to call in and evaluate the new Stiletto AX, the number to call 801-701-1629. So we'll take a break here at the bottom of the hour for our news, traffic, and weather. And when we come back, we will have our movie show top 10. Ooh, yes. Sounds good. Or no, streaming news. We'll do streaming news first. Okay. Then we'll do the top 10. I know those of you are excited for the top 10. We'll get to that. Are you going to do the... Of course not. Okay. Nobody can do that besides Doug Wright. Well, Tim tried it a couple of times. It was hilarious. I have to use my hand if I get to try to do it. Like, uh, uh, yeah, but uh, we won't do that. So, okay. All right. News, traffic, and weather here on KSL News Radio on The Movie Show. The Movie Show. <laughs> it's a fake laugh. It's real. On KSL News Radio. Welcome back to the infamous Movie Show. I'm Andy Farns. We're sitting in for Doug Wright today. With Steve Sales, we're here live at My Hearing Centers in Sandy, uh, just off 90th South and 700 East. And uh, Matt Deering is joining us now. As, uh, we've been talking all morning about the, ma- the amazing Stiletto AX hearing aid system, which you showed me. For those of you who've never seen it or don't know about it, it comes in a case that looks like an AirPods case. But it has these two really sophisticated devices that uh, essentially are computers that can not only tell the difference between your voice and someone else's, but they're smart devices that will allow you to to hear what you need to hear without just turning up the volume on everything. You know, there was the old SNL sketch where here's for the hearing impaired, and the guy was down in the corner just yelling the same things that the uh, anchor was doing. But in this case, it's it's uh, it's amazing. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of after you've told me about it. So here, here's another thing it can do. Oh wow! But wait, there's more. But wait, there, yeah. I'm not, now I'm all <laughs> should be on QVC now. <laughs> but wait, there's more. Um, Whenever you step into a surrounding environment, uh, it will track kind of what type of sounds it's hearing in that environment. So it's not GPS, it's not tracking you where you're at, but it will recognize and compare that to a database of information that says, hey, this environment sounds similar to this database environment that we've created. Here's how a person with your hearing loss would probably like to best hear in this environment. It just sends that information back down to the hearing aid. Your hearing aid makes a, a subtle adjustment, so it's not like a you know, turning on a light switch and all of a sudden you're hearing differently. It's a subtle adjustment to how you're hearing, and, and you're hearing better than, in that environment without having to do it. Without having to adjust anything. Because I, I, I remember times when you'd see somebody adjusting the little dial that was on the older style yeah. hearing aids. Yeah, so how that technology kind of has evolved is it, we took it from a dial on the hearing aid or a button on the hearing aid to a remote control that you maybe wore around your neck or carry in your pocket, to an app on your phone that you can go in and make adjustments on your phone, to now AI. Oh, you don't even have to use an app now. Well, it's an app, so it's all, oh. there's an app on your phone, but the, the AI then just does the adjustments automatically. So there's no, wow. there's total hands-free at this point in time. Now, if it makes an adjustment, you're like, what just happened? I don't like that. You can go back in and just hit the button on the app, and it can go back to the, the previous, or you can choose a couple different options from from the, what the AI suggests. But again, totally hands-free. Everything's just happening. So as you go from the car where there's road noise to the golf course where it's kind of intimate to the restaurant where there's a lot of background noise, it just makes those seamless adjustments with the, without you having to do anything. And you know what would be cool? I would want the GPS and it'd say, you shouldn't be here right now. 
You need to walk out the door. Like, so, thank you. So going down the hall, turn left at this door, please. Just a little bit more information. That's the yeah. next level. Of We've it, actually correct? had some fun. People have done some cool things with the hearing aids. So, for example, if you want to take a GPS and have it go into your hearing aid, and so hearing aid will, from your phone, tell you. Where, which direction you need to go. It can absolutely do that. We've oh, had people wow. use it as a as a personal guide to go on a tour of, of a city where it just says, hey, tell me about the things as I come approach. So you, there's apps that will do oh, that, that and tell you cool. your hearing aids. And then uh, one that I think is a lot of fun is the translator. So uh, you can pull up Google Translate from your phone, and the hearing aids will translate Google Translate right into your, right into your ears. Now that's like some Star Trek level stuff. That's pretty cool. That is, that, yeah, so fun. that's so, amazing. So fun. So, I, I have a fun story I'll tell you guys about using Google Translate. It's not always accurate. Don't always use it. <laughs> <laughs> but those are those are the fun things you can do with this kind of technology. If you want to try it risk free, we're having a great option for you, opportunity for you to call right now. We do free hearing evaluations in all of our offices up and down the Wasatch Front. So if you're a, a Cougar fan or a Ute fan, or if you if, if you if you love the team up in Logan. We got we got an office for oh, you. Wow. An Aggie fan. I know their I know their mascot. Well, no, no, no. I was just gonna say that's usually reserved for the uh, disdain by the uh, the team down south, the team of Illinois. It was almost like the that team, team that shall Logan. not be named. I didn't mean to do that. I apologize <laughs> to Aggie fans. Uh, you just called Utah State Voldemort. Huh? My my sister went was an is an Aggie. Oh, so it's a family and thing. So uh, anyway, so you'll be hearing about it at the next family dinner. How you disrespected? Yeah, she. she, she anyways, anyways, no, move, moving on. Uh, I mean, right. Wherever you are, we've got coverage. So. Come in, see us, 801-701-1629. Again, that's 801-701-1629. Give us a call for a free hearing evaluation and a risk-free trial of the latest technology. All right. Thanks, Matt. All right, Steve, why don't we talk about some streaming news okay. as we uh, uh, right here, because there's a whole lot of streaming shows this week. As, I'm, I'm, as I do these things for KSL TV, I'm starting to see it's like getting more blurry between you know, the, the studios are pushing their streaming series every bit as much as they're pushing uh, some of their movies. And so there's a lot of stre- – do we have a sounder for streaming news? I don't know. Do we? Do we have a sounder for streaming news, Gustavo? Planning on a weekend on the couch? Streaming your favorite movie or a new show? Doug and Steve sort through it all so you only binge the best. It's the movie show streaming reviews on KSL News Radio. All right. And so the biggest one this week, I think, and we both have talked about it a little bit earlier, uh, and that is The Night Agent that's streaming on Netflix, a 10-episode miniseries uh, that's based on a book. Uh, let's see. Where did I put that? It's based on a book by the author. Uh, I don't care. It, it doesn't <laughs> matter, right? But it was based on a book. And essentially, um, it, Gabriel Basso stars as Peter Sutherland. That's FBI who that agent. was. Yes, Gabriel Basso. FBI agent who... Uh, Gets people off of a Washington, D.C. subway train before a terrorist bomb explodes, but somehow he kind of gets blamed for it in the first place. Which seems weird. How did that... Well, they don't ever really this explain that. This is the very because, beginning, yes, by the way. Because they make a time jump ahead, and now he's been assigned. He's like a low-level FBI agent, and he has to answer the phone in the basement of the White House, which secret op agents can call when they need assistance. And so one night, a girl calls, and it's her name's Rose, and she is played by... Um, well, I don't know where that is. But at any rate, she calls. Her aunt and uncle have just been murdered, but they told her to call that line. So the FBI agent gets out to go find Rose, help bring her in. And this kicks off a whole bunch of tension, plot turns, twists, double-crossing, all kinds oh, of stuff boy. over 10-hour-long episodes that are just completely, to me, I found completely engrossing. It's a conspiracy theory thing that goes maybe all the way up to the White House. Oh, yeah. And it, I was really 
really drawn in by. What were some of your initial thoughts? Because I have a specific thing. For, well, I guess I'll just tell you now. I liked the fact that the only person I recognized in the entire cast, I didn't even recognize Gabriel Basso, although he looks vaguely familiar, but uh, the main character. But the only person I recognized was Robert Patrick. Oh, yeah. And, but, but I think that worked in this series' favorite because I didn't know who anybody was. So anybody can die at any time because right. it's not like, oh, that person's too famous to die. Exactly. Or that person, there's no way that person could be a traitor or something like that. Everything was on the table. Everybody was at risk. And that was really refreshing. Yeah, so the thing that kind of is interesting about this, there are a, a couple hit people that we spend a lot of time with, which is weird. Like, Very I want so. to have a baby. We need a house. You know, like, what? You're the killers. Why are we spending time yes, with we're, them? We're not supposed to get to know you and your quirkiness. But and in whatever. a way, it works because as the series, as you know, I told you, I binged the whole darn thing. <laughs> Ten hours. Sorry. Yeah, it's your fault. Uh and it does make sense later on and when you get to the last few episodes because uh one of the one of the hit people is uh, really nuts and yes, something and I know drives which one you're talking about something too. drives uh that person even more insane and so their reaction to certain things is going to be pretty crazy the thing that it just gets a little almost preposterous in the last few episodes as everything, you know, they got, well, we got to up the game here. You know, what's, what's happening? And the, the fact that this kid was a low-level low FBI agent answering phones in the basement of the White House, and now he's, you know, wait till you see where he ends up. is pretty far-fetched okay. to, to me. I so, do so like the you, kid. You, you liked it, didn't think it stuck the landing as well as you hoped. Well, I, I didn't even mind the landing, but I kind of rolled my eyes a little bit. and was like, really? This is where you're going with this? Come on. This kid wouldn't be in this. And Rose is so good at, at whatever she does. And she they like partner up. and. Well, she owned a business, and she's got some computer skills that right, very yeah. conveniently help out during yeah, the plot points exactly. of the story. So, All right. So I actually thought it's, just, I thought it's at least as good as some of the other uh, spy kind of oh it's definitely shows. binge worthy oh yeah yeah like the hook was set in episode one like slow horses and true lies liaison those i thought this was easily as good or better than than all of those so, and in fact shrinking which is the last episode is t today I right so first of all night agent tvma just a heads up yeah it's something you wanted to binge content yeah, the language but you're right so on apple tv plus we've got shrinking which yeah. aired its final episode today yeah so if you're one of those bingey like i don't want to watch one at a time i want to watch them all well you can do that with shrinking, and you should. I, Harrison Ford is a delight. Jason Siegel. Jason Siegel, who you remember if he was on How I Met Your Mother and for Vanessa years. Williams. Is it Vanessa Williams? She plays the, the therapist. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's uh, I, I'm not thinking of her name, but it's not Vanessa Williams. It's Michelle Williams or something. Shoot. She's pretty good too. I really liked um, the the Next. daughter. In fact, she just got cast. Uh, Jason Siegel's daughter in this. Uh, she just got cast. Shrinking essentially about grieving and. Uh, in kind of a comedic way, uh, if you if, you guys talked about it when it first premiered, right, Steve? Right, right. Yeah. So, but it's worth it for Harrison Ford alone. He can make things funny just by grumbling. Like he's the yeah. only person who can intimidate you through a screen. <laughs> I think he's the only actor in Hollywood that can do that. Yeah, and he's really good at it, and it's funny. That's what really surprised me. Also, how on, much fun it was. I agree. I. I Again, it, it is TVMA for language and pretty much just language. Yeah, I think. That's but it. uh, it's a lot. It's a lot of language. There is some language, language. yes. Uh, but very enjoyable as far as that goes. If 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 the language doesn't bother you, uh, also on Apple TV Plus, there's a show called Extrapolations, which right now has just aired its fourth episode. Uh, it's a um, 
it's it's jumped ahead in the future a little tiny bit where uh, environmental disasters have become more commonplace and um, you know, it's it's definitely about climate change, but it's called extrapolations because it's like, okay, what if we continue on this path? What th- might things look like? And the thing I've enjoyed about it, though, is it's from a personal, like these are personal stories yes. about people living in that world. Yes, and to me, that kind of makes sense. They're not, they are a little heavy-handed with, you know, but the it's from the writer of Inconven- an inconvenient truth. So I thought they were a lot heavy-handed, but. I also think that was by design. It wasn't like maybe they won't notice how heavy-handed we're being. The idea oh. was, look, this is what me, the writer, believes is going to happen, and so let's take a look, and is that really what you want? Yeah. And well, so that, that just the subject matter alone may put off some people, depending on how they feel, but it's very slickly done. It's got Naomi, uh, or not Naomi, it's uh, Sienna oh, Miller. Cast. Sienna Miller, David Schwimmer, Meryl Streep. Yeah, and she does a, not play the president. <laughs> there's a ton of people in this. That, uh, I guess Scott Burns is, has a lot of friends. So. All right, and then, uh, well, there's uh, on Hulu. We've got uh, Up Here, which is a musical romantic comedy series. All eight episodes are available now. Mae Whitman, who's been in Duff, the movie, she was she was uh, George Michael's girlfriend on Arrested Development way back on that series. Wow. Love that show. That's the only reason I remember that. And then uh, Carlos Valdez plays a uh, guy. But the, the the uniqueness is it, it's written by the. Um, it, it, the the songs are written by the team that wrote Frozen and that wrote uh, the the Wandavision theme, um, but it's two people fall in love, but they have voices in their heads. Oh, that's and right. It's their parent, one of one of them is their mom, and you know it, it's how they confront fear, anxiety, and all of those things that come along with it. Uh, and then, but it's musical, so uh, for some people that right there turns them off. But if you like musicals. Uh, I will give you a heads up. Content-wise, again, the, the, there's a lot of uh, sexual stuff and and, mm. uh, and language. So, th- th- unfortunately, I think that'll be a turnoff for people that would otherwise like it. And, it, and it, the songs are catchy. They're very clever. Um, I really like the story. I really like the two actors. Like it, it has the things. And uh, it seems like there's a lot to unwrap there, though. Musical with yes. voices in your head and comedy. Well, and the, but you know, you can only see them. Like the like he may be having a conversation with her, and then you see the view of like her mom and dad and and her best friend who betrayed one of her biggest secrets when she was a teenager. They're all usually giving like negative things, and it represents the stuff we t- kind of tell ourselves that prevent us from from. Kind of reminds places. me of Ghost a little bit, where. No- the TV series. Oh, yes. No, there's definitely some similarities to that, yeah. except, yeah, sometimes they talk to him and the other people are like, uh, what's going on here? So yeah. that one is called Up Here, rated TVMA. Um, dang, we ran out of time. We're not going to be able to talk about a couple. Maybe we'll find a chance in one of the next segments uh, to talk about Boston Strangler and okay. uh, to talk a little bit about We Lost Our Human, which I really liked on, on Netflix. Well, can, I, can I mention this, the Ted Lasso debacle? Oh, do we have time? Uh, no. Okay, we'll do it on the other side. Okay. Back to Doug Wright, Steve Sales, and the KSL Movie Show. Welcome back. Andy Farnsworth actually sitting in for Doug Wright today with Steve Sales. We're here live at My Hearing Centers in Sandy. All right, Steve, before we hit top of the hour here, yeah. you know what? Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll bump the movie show top ten to next hour, but wh- why don't we review the tutor right now? Okay. Are you ready to do that? Sure. Awesome. All right. So do we have some sound for the tutor, Gustavo? I got an email this morning, summer gig. They're offering you 2500 a day. Details are sparse, but it's definitely VIP. You must be Sir Jackson. You must be Ethan. Let's try a practice test. We'll see how you do. What's your dad do? I'm not allowed to say. What about your mom? Okay, this could have been a really good movie. No, I saw the trailer and I was like, nope. Really? From that? <laughs> yeah. When I saw the trailer, I was like, I'm out. 
So it's Garrett Hedlund. He's playing a guy named uh, Ethan who uh, tutors the rich kids. Okay. And they're all brats. I mean, super brats. Dollars a day. And they're having a baby, and he, they need the money. And so he's thinking, all right, I'm in. That third act, though, why? What have they done? It is a weird little mystery that suddenly develops. That there's a backstory to Noah's character and what's happened to that family. And, and it just came out of nowhere. So they veer from what was actually interesting up to that point? Well, it was interesting. And then they just went, Tun, here's the big the big twist. It's like, you know, M. Night Shyamalan just walked in and said, no, this isn't going to work. we got to really mess with him. And that It really... turned out he was a superhero all along. Exactly. But he couldn't handle water, so that was a problem. <laughs> no, it, just, it, it was just like, no, what are you doing? Stop. I think I wrote some rather horrible, horrible things here. But You know, it's funny, too, because uh, for people who don't know, when, when, when they screen it for the critics... Then they ask us to talk to the studio. The, the rep has uh, the studio has a rep there that gives us comments. And I'm, sometimes I'm never quite sure like how vicious I should be. Oh, sometimes I just go, "Don't even look be. at me. Don't even look at me. I I got nothing." <laughs> there are a couple of critics that don't ever do it, which I think is kind of right because you don't you need time to right. kind no, of ruminate. Like my my first reaction is I just watched that. Sometimes yeah. that's my first reaction. I've just watched it. That's about all I can tell you right now. Yeah. So I, I was a little that. disappointed in the tutor. I gave it a C plus. And it's rated. Uh, it's pretty sure it's R. Yeah, the, the trailer gave me like, Everything creepy this week vibes. Is... There's a lot of creepy stuff in just the trailer. Yeah, it's rated R. Okay, and it's wide release? Uh, it's, it's in theaters. You're going to have to search for it. It feels like something's going to be on streaming fairly, fairly soon. Fairly soon. Well, I think Garrett Hedlund's going to be a good draw. That people are going to oh, want, okay. oh, let's see him. He's cool. Sons of Anarchy, you know, different character. He's got glasses. He looks really smart. <laughs> Doesn't and... look like a biker anymore. No, no. He definitely switched up. <laughs> okay. So uh, that's what intrigued me. And then the ending was stupid. So the tutor. Yeah. All right. Somebody needs to teach them how to make a movie. Uh... Ooh, burn. Oh. All right. Let's take a break here at Top of the Hour for News, Traffic, and Weather. When we come back, we will find out. For fans of Fanex, we're going to have Ro Malaga, Ro Malaga on with us to tell us who are the first guests that are coming to Fanex this fall well, in you September? You seem so giddy. Hey, this is this is big stuff. This is good stuff. This better be big. It will be. All right. All right. We'll take a break here. Top of the hour here on KSL News Radio. Movie reviews and Hollywood news. The KSL Movie Show. Welcome into the KSL Movie Show. We are powering now into our third hour, Steve Sales. We're live at My Hearing Centers in Sandy, their Sandy location. We made it here today. Yeah. <laughs> Which it was touching. You go. drove around this morning around 9 o'clock. Wow. There were some questions, even in my all-wheel drive, making it up the hill uh, to get here at 7th East and 90th South. But, uh, Matt, the good news is you don't have to try to drive on the roads today to find out or to to, to participate in uh, today's really awesome deal. No, and you, you don't have to drive to Sandy either. So if you're right. Provo, American Fork, Leighton Ogden, anywhere in the Salt Lake Valley, we're, we're, we've got offices to take care of you. So, And if they come in, what are they looking for? Well, r- right now we're doing um, uh, we're, we have a brand new technology called the Styletto AX, and we're and we're asking people to come try it risk-free for 30 days to take a 30-day challenge to see if this hearing aid can help you. So whether you have hearing aids currently that maybe they're not working the way that you want them to, or if you've tried hearing aids and didn't like it, or frankly, if you're just kind of new to the idea that maybe you need a hearing aid or a hearing aid would work for you, this is a great time to give us a call. We're going to do a free hearing evaluation at any of those locations, 
And then at the end of the evaluation, if you qualify, basically if you have a hearing loss, we're going to let you try the hearing aids risk-free for 30 days. At the end of the 30 days, we'll give you a gift card to Red Lobster or Olive Garden as a thank you. So not only do you get to try out something that could change your life for the better, you can also have a free dinner. We, yeah. I mean, we, we know that a large majority of our of our clientele are men. And generally... Why is that? Men like to eat. Uh, there's two reasons for it. Uh, one, one, the biggest one is actually one that you probably wouldn't recognize, and, and, and that's because um, the number one cause of hearing loss is is overexposure to noise. And Oh, so a radio guy who has headphones on all the time. Is more susceptible to, uh, you know, someone that maybe works from home and, and does computer programming, for oh, sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. And, well, I mean, uh, that makes sense, overstimulation use and things like that. Yeah, so, so a lot of, a lot of um, occupations that, that maybe skew a little bit more to, to men filling those occupations, you know, construction, truck, truck drivers. I'm going to go with monster truck drivers. Monster you... truck drivers. The sound? Yeah, there's no way those guys don't have hearing loss. Oh, Z- right. Zero way. I saw kids in the stands with with mm-hmm. earmuffs. Yeah, like... yeah. I, I did the monster truck thing with my kids, and I was wearing ear protection, and I was going, yeah, there's no way. Oh, you can hear it outside the arena. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you can only imagine what it's like. Yeah, every, everybody on that crew would qualify yeah. for a free hearing evaluation at my hearing centers. <laughs> <laughs> so if somebody wants to qualify for that uh, free hearing evaluation, what's the number they All, need to call? Yeah, give us a call, 801-701-1629. Again, that's 801-701-1629. We'll do free hearing evaluation, and then you'll be able to try the hearing aids risk-free for 30 days. All right, thanks, Matt. Thank you. Now we've got an exciting thing, Steve, here on the movie show. We do? We do. Oh, we teased this is... it earlier. Fans of FanX, the great uh, formerly Salt Lake Comic Convention that takes place every September in downtown Salt Lake City, yeah. um, it is now in its 10th anniversary, if you wow. can believe that. And we are excited to be joined now by Ro Malaga from, the, uh, from FanX. Ro, welcome to the movie show. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure of being on here. I'm so excited. Ro, by the way, Steve, just in case you've never met Ro, he's we got to more Ro energy... Year, than just about anybody I know. It is amazing, and you cannot stand <laughs> near him without getting excited. It's true. Oh, uh, well, well, when we're talking about FanX, like, I mean, how can you not get excited, right? I'm going to have to call up your previous client because the place is going to be rocking. You're going to need ear protection for a 10-year anniversary. <laughs> You're going to need a My Hearing Center's evaluation. That's great to hear. That's great to hear. <laughs> Sponsored by. Yep, exactly. <laughs> well, well, one of the things, so FanX tickets usually go on sale a couple months after the previous FanX, but we don't find out who the guests that are coming until we get to about six months from show date. And here we are. It's March. We're six months out from FanX. And today's the day, Ro. Today's the day of the first group of guest announcements. And so we are so pleased to have you on here to tell us before anybody else gets to know. Who is coming to FanX 2023 in Salt Lake? That is the best buildup for a 10-year anniversary. I love it. Let me go ahead and take you through this. You hear it here first. Check this out. From the franchise movies of Scream, we've got Matthew Lillard, Nev Campbell, Skeet Ulrich, Jamie Kennedy coming through. And he- here's the thing. Like, hardcore fans, are they're going to be like, hey, last year you already announced them and then stuff happened. Well, yeah. You know what? The creators of Scream decided to go ahead and create another hit in the series, right? Right. <laughs> and that that messed up uh, Matthew Lillard and Nev Campbell's schedule a little bit, but guess what? They want to see what are some of the best fans out there. So they're confirmed. They're coming to Salt Lake in September. You know, one of the great things, and, and this is something that I often talk with Dan Farr, the uh, the founder on, uh, on the Fan Effect podcast about, is 
Salt Lake has really garnered an amazing reputation among Hollywood celebrities about how they're treated here. Not just not just by the fans who treat them really well, but also by you know FanX itself. And the word of mouth is spreading among you know we're in ten years in now, and 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 there's a whole group of people who are excited to come to FanX. In fact, my understanding is sometimes you have to say hmm, maybe not this year, but we'd like to get you next year. <laughs> You hit the nail right on the head. That's the best part. They love the fan outreach. They love the fan interaction. And then on top of that, what we're able to do with, like, the awesome people over at FanX and, you know, everybody that contributes to, to the machine that is the largest pop culture convention in Utah, we get phone calls from their representatives asking if they could come to the event. So, and that is the biggest compliment, right? But, again, we go back to the community because we can't do this. We can't be around for 10 years without the community's support which is why we're trying to keep getting bigger and better to bring them the best actors, personalities, comic artists of all time. Well, now, 10 years ago, the first FanX, as I recall, featured the entire cast of Star Trek The Next Generation. Now here we are 10 years later, and the entire cast of Star Trek The Next Generation is currently on a Star Trek The Next Generation <laughs> sequel show, which, by the way, I am digging completely 100% buy-in on Season 3 of Star Trek Picard. But that's the other cool thing about FanX. In, in, this, in this pop culture world that we live in now where everything that's old is new, you can mm-hmm. see a guest and you might think, oh, you know, they were famous for that thing back in the day. But guess what? Give it six months. Give it a year. And suddenly... They're the hot thing again. I'll tell you what made me giddy was meeting Lou Ferrigno a few years ago. Yeah, we, we, I did an interview with him when he came. What a sweetheart. Yeah. He was amazing. Yeah. He even let us like take a picture trying to arm wrestle him. Obviously, he was letting us win. <laughs> Although, when you look at it, you might think it's probably a draw between he and I, but uh, but he did win. I'll, I'll give a him that. A boy can dream. <laughs> you, you let him, right? You let him. I, I, you know, I, no, he defeated me fair and square. I don't want an angry Lou Ferrigno coming back to another family. Don't want to hook out on you. All right, so we've got, this, the, the, we've got the Scream crew, Matthew Lillard, Nev Campbell. It'll give fans a chance to ask Nev, hey, yeah, Nev, why were weren't you? you in the last Scream movie? Skeet Ulrich, exactly. Jamie Kennedy. But do we have any other guests that you can tell us about? Uh, from the cast of Smallville, we've got Superman himself, Tom Welling. We have Michael Rosenbaum. We have Kristen Crook coming through. They're going to be hitting uh, the Fanex stage as well, and that's going to be awesome. But you know what? So many video game fanatics reach out to us. Hey, what about us? Will you bring some awesome, amazing voice actors from our, uh, from our fandoms? So from the Halo franchise, Mar- uh, Master Chief himself, Steve Downs, and, of course, Jen Taylor, who plays Cortana, she will also be in uh, the FanX house. And so we wow. can't wait. You know, we're starting it off with the nine popular guests that keep getting, uh, keep getting requested by the fans. And we've got so much more coming. Yeah, this is just the first one. This isn't, this isn't it. There will be announcements from here all the way up, possibly till the day of FanX. Because sometimes uh, schedules change in Hollywood and, and an actor who'd said they weren't available becomes available. If I recall, I want to f- say Tom Holland was one of those. When he ended up coming, it was like a late change in his schedule, and suddenly he was available. And then I just know that my, make room for that. my daughters and her friends immediately went insane trying to find out a way to get a photo op with Tom. <laughs> well, he but made that's... it a little easy, you know, for our security staff, because when he landed, when he touched base in Salt Lake, he, he tweeted out, hey, going on a run in Salt Lake, see if you can find me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and people found him. People found him indeed. 
Well, Ro, uh, one thing, too, I want to just uh, – I know that for a lot of people who've never been to FanX, one of the things that uh, – and this was a misconception that I had when I first heard about FanX 10 years ago. And it was that you got to pay to get in, and then you got to pay to do anything else once you're there. And that was where, when I found out that's not the case, I was like, well, this changes everything. There is a ticket to get in, and where would you get tickets if you wanted to go? It, well, if you need to get when you get your tickets, you're going to go to fanxsaltlake.com for one of the best, uh, most awesome shows, you know, of the year here in Utah. So fanxsaltlake.com. And if you're looking for more information, everything's on our website. But you can also go ahead, go ahead and check out our social media platforms, you know, that are under Salt Lake, uh, Fanex Salt Lake, or you know, sign up for our newsletter to be in the know because. Our marketing team loves to put out little teasers here and there, so you might be the first to know about a guest or know about a couple of guests that are further on, you know, down the line that are going to be coming through. Awesome. Ro, and one of the fun things, as, as I was saying, you, once you have your tickets, there's plenty to do that doesn't cost you any additional money if you don't want to. There's plenty mm-hmm. of things to buy. Trust oh, me, there's yeah. vendors from all kinds. Uh, you'll have a chance to meet celebrities. Usually you will have to pay for uh, like a, a personal autograph. photo or an autograph, but every once in a while – there's not a line at their place, and you can go up and talk oh, yeah. to them for a minute, and that's really cool. I, I took my daughter last year, and she met uh, uh, from from Psych. She met uh, Jules and uh, and Tim Omenson, who uh, was recovering, who's been recovering from uh, some health issues. But they were just so nice, and they chatted with us for a couple of minutes, and it really is it's a neat experience. And Ro, thank you so much for uh, joining us, and for those announcements. We've got the cast of Scream and the cast of Smallville, and much more to come. That's right. Thank you so much for having me. And remember, kids 10 and under are free with, uh, you know, an adult accompanied with a ticket. And we just want to invite the whole community to come and celebrate our 10-year anniversary bigger and better than ever before. Awesome. Thanks, Ro. All right, Steve, let's take a break here on the movie show. And we've got uh, some more stuff to talk about, including we're going to do telephone torture a little sooner than usual. Why are you doing that voice? Just because, you know, people maybe were waiting for it later. I'm just kind of like giving some people a chance, you know, that maybe are not able to tune in later in the hour. (laughs) I don't know. I'm trying to be dramatic. It's radio. i got to make noises. Ah. (laughs) All right. So we'll take a break here on The Movie Show, KSL News Radio. The Movie Show. It is not a donut hole, but a smaller donut with its own hole. And our donut is not whole at all. On KSL News Radio. That sounded like Christopher Walken. Our donut is not whole at all. No, that wasn't a good one. I do a better one than that. You know. (laughs) You've never heard of the Millennium Falcon. All right, welcome back to the movie show. I'm Andy Farnsworth filling Needs in for Needs more Doug. cowbell. <laughs> exactly. I showed my kids that sketch this last week because I said that I got, I got a fever. And the only prescription is more cowbell. And they're like, Dad, that had to be from something. I'm like, since you mention it. That's <laughs> the beauty it up of on my phone. With YouTube, you like oh. just call it up. So, again, I'm filling in for Doug Wright today. Uh, Doug will be back next week. And I appreciate the chance to... Uh, you know, have fun on the movie show with you, Steve Sales. We're here at my hearing centers in their Sandy location. Uh, Steve, one of our textures reminded us we never did get a chance to talk about the Ted Lasso thing when we yeah. were talking in streaming news. Uh, there's a controversy with Ted Lasso. How can there be a controversy with Ted Lasso? It's well, like the- okay, so the last episode, uh, episode two of, of Ted Lasso season three, which aired on Wednesday, this is the episode where they go to Chelsea, which is where now Richmond's assistant coach, Roy Kent, once played, he yes. was famous. He was a star there, correct? Big, big star, and so that's he's, a big time London club. Yeah, absolutely. And he's dreading uh, going back there, 
But when he gets there, uh, there's a banner, and it says on the stadium, says, they don't make them like Roy anymore. Well, the only problem with that is the people of the Chelsea, there was a football player named Ray Wilkins, and that banner absolutely does hang in the stadium, but it says Ray, not Roy. Okay. So they feel like they're being disrespectful to Mr. Wilkins by changing now, it. They is CGI it the club changed that it. Feels upset, or fans of the club that feel upset? Oh, the because fans I of the club. Like there's a difference. Oh, oh, huge. Well, so they're trying to figure out: Did they just do it on their own without the Chelsea management oh, saying anything? And the fans are wondering if it was just done. Well, somebody's going to die because you know how <laughs> football now, fans now, are. Now, no, they're going to. You they're know the worst hurt. thing about that? My favorite team is West Ham United. I've actually been to a West Ham United game in London. Actually, had my name announced at the stadium. Why? My brother knew somebody who knew somebody, and so uh, no. went to the, they did. They said, welcoming two of our newest supporters from the United States, Charles and Andy Farnsworth. Seriously? Yeah. And wow. I was like, my brother's like, record this at the halftime. I'm like, what? He's like, just record. So I record, and we wait, and we wait, and he's like, never mind. And then they announced it right after I turned oh, off the recording. No. So I don't even have any proof. But so the question he's, is. He's the bad guy. West Ham's the bad guy this season. Well, it was funny because, you know, they were the whole most of the cast was at the White House talking about mental health. And Nate sent a note going, um, I'm sorry, I, I couldn't make it. Like, you're going to be welcomed. Boo. Oh, right. Nick Mohammed, who plays uh, Nate. Yeah. Right. So, he so anyway, the, the question is, did they CGI? Who approved the CGI change on the banner from Ray to Roy? And so that's what Chelsea fans are asking. Like, dude, it's disrespectful. That, you know, that guy died. Here's in- a question. If they filmed a show that somehow the Utah Jazz were in, and they replaced John Stockton's name with the fictional character that supposedly played for the Jazz and was in the Hall of Fame, or, or that was a well-loved player. Okay. Would Jazz fans get mad about that? Yes. You think they would? Yeah, absolutely. I don't think they would. Disrespectful. It's not disrespectful. Roy Kent doesn't even exist, but he exists in the show. So he, we don't make him like Roy anymore. And Again, we're talking about English football. <laughs> That's true. They, That's a good point. They live and die by that stuff, so... Whoever's responsible, you better fix it because these people are ticked. By the way, Mr. Wilkins passed away in 2018 of a heart attack. And so, you know, they, oh, okay. that's so why. So there's extra reverence for the guy, too. Exactly. Well, and that's he was the thing a legend. about English football. They, they have at, uh, at West Ham, they have the stands for uh, this one. <laughs> I'm such a terrible fan. I know his name every time except for when I need to say it. They got one stand named after one of their legendary players and one other that's behind goal named after one of their other legendary players. And, um, I mean, that, that's a big thing, like the, the former players being kind of revered by the future fans. Yeah. Uh, but, but that's what I'm saying. Like, Roy Kent is supposed to be one of those people within the show. But he's a fake dude. So what were you going to do? You're going to put well, Ray, and then you're going to have another banner that says, Roy, they don't make it like him either. Well, they what could are they have just to done do? without the banner. No, they couldn't have. Ah. That's a Chelsea thing. I don't know. Well, I somebody's like going to pay. So somebody's going to pay for it. That's, Th- that's probably true. All right. It's the world famous KSL Movie Show on KSL News Radio. Welcome back to the KSL Movie Show. I'm Andy Farnsworth, sitting in for Doug Wright this week with Steve Sales. We're at my hearing centers in Sandy, and it's time for telephone torture. The KSL Movie Show. <laughs> telephone torture. All right, telephone torture. <laughs> Sponsored by Megaplex Theaters, the best place to see a movie in the state of Utah by far. We are so spoiled. We really are. And we'll have some prizes from the Megaplex Theaters today. Gustavo is back at the board. I'm sure it is lit up right now. 
I, of course, am much more merciful than Doug. So I'm not going to torture so many people. Fair. Goose, I'm going to say we want the uh, third caller. (laughs) But this time we're going to do a little bit of fun. Goose has got a board with like five things on it. They're all Uh flashing right now. Now you're going to mess with people. Normally, Goose would go from top to bottom. I'm going to have him start at the bottom and go up to the top. So the third from the bottom, Goose. Anarchy. Anarchy, throwing it all. We're just throwing caution to the wind here. Mass chaos. All right. So, Goose, let's do it. So you asked for the caller. Oh, caller, are you there? Yeah. See, I'm, I'm a little... Uh, what are you, like... I appreciate you being the first person on telephone torture in five years that I've had to try to help. What's your name? This is Don. 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 Am I a winner? Unfortunately, you are not. You know. Okay. Don. All, All right, right, Don. I'm sorry, but here's the thing. If it's any consolation, it's you wouldn't not. have been a winner even if we'd started at the top. <laughs> I don't know if that helps or not, but it's the truth. Thanks. All right, Don. Shouldn't we get a loser? You need to loserize him. Oh, sorry, Don. You are a loser. Oh, I'm a loserizer? <laughs> that, that was, the sound was that our next caller? That... No, no. Oh, that's great. Now a loserizer. Know. I like that. All right, let's take caller number two. Who do we got? Your caller number two. What's your name? This is Don again. Don. It's the Don oh, show. Don, I'm so bad. I feel so bad for you. I'm a loser again, huh? You're a double loser on the show today, Don. Which would make Doug very happy. <laughs> well, Don, I'm sorry. I don't sorry, mean to Don. laugh at your misfortune, but uh, sorry, you are indeed a two-time loser. Wow. I'm a loser, baby. If he comes back to win, though, that would be like. That would be like the triple crown. It's March Madness. Yeah. It would be March Madness. All right. Cinderella so Dawn. We've had Dawn, who has been loserized twice in the in two calls. Let's go for caller number three. Who is this? Hello? Who are we st- Who's this? Hello. This is Barbara. Barbara. Barbara, congratulations. You are not Dawn, which means... And Dawn doesn't like you <laughs> at all now. <laughs> I am a wiener. You are a big wiener. Woo! Congratulations. <laughs> You've won the Megaplex prize pack this week. Which is? Tell me. Oh, it's a tub of oh. popcorn, two drinks, two tickets to any of the Megaplex theaters. It's that awesome. This is what is it is. That's worth up to more than dollars. It's big, big dollars. Yes. And that's really awesome. What's the movie you want to use it on, probably? Um, Probably Mission Impossible. Ooh, so you're going to hang on to them till summer. Okay. Mission Impossible <laughs> yep, yep. 7 Part 1. Wow. That's great. Well, congratulations, Barbara. Thank you so Hang much. on the line. Gustavo will get your information. Now and... we have to do the Oh, oh but that's right. Song. But you need to. Wait, doesn't it? Do we have a. Oh, no, 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 no. It's Frank. That's right. Do you, do you want me to toss to that? Well, you can have her toss to it or you can. Either Barbara. Way. Since you're a yeah. more experienced movie show person than apparently I am, <laughs> why don't you take us out? Let's toss to Mr. Blue Eyes. Excellent job, Barbara. Congratulations. You've won the mega. Stay on the line, Barbara, so we can yes. get your info. Those are some unequaled pipes. Man's legend. You know, I wonder if uh, I didn't watch all of Agent Elvis. Does Frank show up on Agent Elvis? Did you watch all of that? 
You know, I got I know Robert out after. did. I know Dean Martin did. Yeah, I got to f- about four in, and I thought, uh, I'm exhausted. I, Although I, I like how they kind of tie in some historical, like Richard Nixon's in it and different things. Yeah, like but again, that one's a that one's a definite content warning for people who, oh, Elvis, this could be an innocent yeah, thing. Yeah, it is Priscilla's not. Priscilla's involved. Uh, no, there Priscilla is, is involved. Murder, it mayhem, is, and language. And it is it, not everything. innocent. All right. Well, let's take a break here on the movie show. Congratulations to Barbara. When we come back, we will do the movie show top 10, sponsored by Call Climate Services. And we probably will just do a little bit of an honorable mention before we finish up the show. Yeah, just sort of recap. A couple of things. Yeah. Uh, 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 a texter took me to task about my Ted Lasso take and swapping the jazz for Chelsea. Oh, yeah, that, so, was, that was a dangerous move right there. Well, you know, I still I stand by my argument. So we'll take a break here on the movie show. You're going to die and, on that hill. Nice work. <laughs> <laughs> and we are today at, at uh, my hearing centers at their Sandy location on the movie show. The movie show. It ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done on KSL News Radio. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm how Andy. Can Farnsworth. you not be inspired by Sylvester Dude, Stallone? Goosebumps. You can watch. I can watch Rocky Four a hundred times and still get the goosebumps. Did would, you see the new cut of Rocky Four, the Drago I will break cut? you, no? Yeah, they made Stallone released it. It was about a year ago. Um, it's called the Drago cut, where he cuts out all the stuff with the robot that was in Rocky Four. Oh, you know, yeah. the robot he gives Polly for his birthday. That's, they cut all that, that out, and then they, they focus it more on the battle between Rocky and Drago, and they added back a couple of scenes that were deleted initially. Huh. Yeah, you can made get that it better, on a, then, huh? Yeah. It, I, I want to say... I only saw it on video on demand. I ended up buying it, of course, because I have all the other Rocky movies. But uh, it's pretty good. It's a lot tighter cut. They still have three musical montages, though. <laughs> You've got to, you know, do the workout stuff. All right. Well, I'm Andy Farnsworth. This final segment of the movie show, welcome in. We're grateful you've been with us this morning from My Hearing Centers at their Sandy location. Uh, we'll talk with uh, Matt Deering one more time before we finish up. But Steve, I was trying, thinking about avoiding it because nobody can intro the movie show top 10 like Doug Wright. And yeah, even he's out of respect out. and deference, I didn't want to try to do the movie show top 10 and, 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 and the way he would. Well, we should apparently I? we've moved on from that. Okay, so we, we, have we do have, do we have an open for the movie show top yeah. 10? All right, well, let's hear that then. Ten, nine, the KSL Movie Show Top 10. Five, four, three, Two, one. <laughs> okay. We still have to I have an see animal. I why we in had there. to wait for that. Okay. Yeah. There's the homage appropriate. <laughs> All right, Steve, let's go with the movie show top 10. All right. You name them. Oh, number 10. Or do we start with number one? I don't have the list. Oh, you don't? Oh, I thought you did no. your thing. Okay. Puss in Boots is number 10. It's in my thing? Read your thing, dude. No, oh, I thought that was from last week. Okay, Puss, number Puss 10. Bo- okay. Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. A movie that came out before Christmas is still in the top 10. 13 weeks. It's made almost a half a billion dollars. Way to go, Puss in Boots. Why? Do you think it should have won the Oscar? Uh, I think it had a chance. I know, but it went to Pinocchio. Did you like Puss in Boots better? Uh, I enjoyed it more. I thought Pinocchio was a better looking movie. Okay. I don't know. Okay. All right, number nine. Avatar The Way of Water. That's too bad this hasn't done better. Yeah, you know, I thought it might make a few dollars, but uh, number nine, that's just ridiculous for a James Cameron movie. But after 14 weeks, get this, 2,304,407,000 
$532. And is, how close is it to passing Avatar, or do you think it will? No way. It, it's it's 2.3. Avatar is right at 2.9. 700 million? Twos? No. No well, they'll re-release it several more times. Yeah, that, that's, that's what it'll do. <laughs> Here's a question really quick about Wave Water. Yeah. I don't know anybody who's seen the movie that many times. Like, I knew people that went to Titanic ten times. I knew people that went to Endgame ten times. I don't know anybody who's seen Way of Water more than once. How is it raking in this much cash? I'm going to go with more people went to see it once than they... You think that's what it is then? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, okay. And plus and the visually, dollar. it's amazing. The visually, dollar it's amount. absolutely amazing. Yeah. That's a good point. The dollar amount doesn't make a difference. Yeah. Okay, number eight, Champions. Champions, yeah. This is the... Uh, uh, what's his Woody name? Harrelson. Willie Harrelson. Yeah. I yeah, liked it. I thought it was cute. Yeah, thought it was cute. Uh, number seven, Jesus Revolution. You know, for Not a movie, what you'd think from just hearing the title. Right, but the the idea that you know sometimes it can be really heavy handed with the, you know, the Christian thing and saying, "Hey, right. come on down." This was a lot more low key and was an interesting story, I thought. And that one stars Kelsey Grammer and uh, and Jonathan Rumi, who actually plays Jesus on The Chosen. He plays the hippie. Oh, so a lot of people are like, oh, what, "What's that. Jesus doing in the Jesus Revolution?" Because the hippie was actually a pretty interesting yeah. character. Yeah. Okay. All right, and then number six, Cocaine Bear. I did miss the screening of this one, though there was admittedly some interest on my part to see that one. This is hilariously over, so over the top that the people that are in it were complaining that their death scene wasn't as cool as, as somebody, somebody else's, else's death scene. Wow. That's where this movie goes, and it is hilarious. Okay, and what's that at? Uh, that's at uh, 59 million domestic, 17 foreign, 76 million. That's pretty good for a... Interesting that it's obviously got more appeal to American audiences than... Oh, definitely, yeah. Well, you'd think in some ways it might be a parody. Oh, look, Americans, even their bears do cocaine. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but they're definitely shying away from it, so... All right, now the top five, number five, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Yeah, it's, a, it's closing in on a half a billion. I don't know why this is getting trashed so hard. I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was funny. You I thought did? Kang was amazing. I thought the Jonathan Majors was great. He was a great villain. I th- I thought. Oh, he's a great actor. Uh, no, no, I, I thought he played a great villain in the show too. I know, but this is He also Paul played a Rudd. lot of the villain in the show. <laughs> Paul Rudd Ant-Man is funny. This was only partly funny. I need more funny. Okay, okay. All right, number 4, 65. This is definitely funny. That made number 4? Well, it's been up for only a couple of weeks, so it's I yeah, because I haven't only heard bad things about Adam it. Driver. It's hilariously bad. Ugh. So it could become a cult favorite. Someday. It could, yes, very much. All right, number four, uh, number three, Creed three. Sad to see that drop out of number one. You know, but it just shows. I mean, that people are saying, "Where's Rocky?" But apparently, they didn't need him because the numbers on this, uh, it's made a over. Well, two hundred. Let's see, one thirty-one and ninety-six. I didn't even add it up. It's a uh, about two fifty almost. Okay, so that's, and that's the most of all the other three Creed mo- the other two Creed movies. That's absolutely number two. Scream Six. Yeah, Scream Six has made seventy nine domestic, forty foreign, one hundred nineteen million dollars. Uh, you know, done really, really quite well. And you liked it? Uh, I thought it was okay. The the number of people with ghost faces are s- starting to grow exponentially. <laughs> so you really, it could be everybody and one guy dies, or uh, it, it's just kind of getting a little silly. Okay. And then number one, Shazam! Fury of the Gods. No surprise that it took number one in its first weekend. Except it's not doing very well. And it's a shame because this one is, I think, more interesting and more entertaining than Ant Man. 
So why do you think people aren't going? Because I think they're snake bit. They don't. They've kind of been disappointed by the last couple of big superhero movies, and they think Shazam's a joke. But it's not. It's really good. So go see it. I agree. I thought it was hilarious. I think Zachary Levi is perfect yeah. for what the role is. He's not supposed to be. He's supposed to look like Superman and have Superman's powers, but be a teenage kid. Yeah. And a teenage kid in today is going to behave a lot differently than a teenage kid in like 1955 when the character was originally invented, or even 1965. Like Leave like, it to Beaver or something? Right. I mean, you, I'm going to be responsible with these powers, just yeah. like my hero <laughs> Superman. No. Today, a kid today is going to stand there going, hands, lightning from my hands, shooting electricity into the air. Exactly. And it's, it's, it's hilarious. It and is. I, I it, really enjoyed it. This is the movie I said, hey, lighten up, Francis. That's a superhero movie. Let's go have some fun. It does. All right. So that's the movie show, Top Ten, sponsored by Call Climate Services. Steve, what do you think is going to be number one next week? Uh, it's going to be John Wick right. all day. You think John Wick's going to knock off Shazam? I'm pretty I'm kidding. Sure. Obviously, it's going to do. He'd probably shoot him eight times. But the bullets would bounce off. No, no, John Wick shooting Shazam. Oh, that's right. Uh huh. Except wow. for John, John Wick has the fire gun, so who knows? Maybe it would work. <laughs> All right, Steve. Appreciate the time to chat movies with you. I appreciate you coming in with us. We uh, we send our love again and prayers to Doug and his family uh, as they cope with uh, the passing of his mother, and uh, we hope that he'll be back next week. He, he will. All right, and that's it. Uh, thanks for joining us here on the Movie Show on KSL News Radio. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.